I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Football Ramble preview show. My name is Pete Donaldson. Our little hairy boy Marcus is away somewhere only we know, as Keane once sang. Uh, so we're at 43 this afternoon, slash mm. evening, slash morning. Luke Moore is with me. Hello, Luke. All right. Hello, Jim. Hello. Jim. I think really? So. Yeah? All right. Yourselves in. It's the football Ramble preview show. Oh, bang! Burst in the did balloon. You, did you have a balloon in here just for that? Has Marcus ever brought a balloon to proceedings? No. And popped it? I don't think so. Welcome to the Football Ramble preview show, sponsored by Bet365. It's the 4th of May, 2017. That's what's in front of me. A man wrote it down for me, so I wouldn't forget what the day was. <laughs> We're into the show. Marcus isn't here, unfortunately. No. Sad. No. He's aware. He's uh, getting married once again. He's got two weddings on. Yeah. What's Same girl, about? though. We should clarify yeah. that. <laughs> renewing the vows. I also had two weddings because you have to do one here and one in, in the, country, uh, the country of the native origin of the, of the wife. <laughs> Is that actually legally applicable? You don't have to do it, but yeah. you cho- you sometimes you choose to. Oh, well. Good luck to Marcus and all who sail in him. That's mm. rude, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so this week you've had a full complement of uh, Champions League action. Obviously, a couple of nights ago we had uh, Real Madrid 3, Atletico Madrid nil. Ronaldo with yeah. another hat-trick. He seems to just... Everyone starts to sort of write him off and then you're like, what, what are you doing? Because <laughs> we should know this about him. Even at Man United, when he was a, a, sort of a teenager with his floppy highlights, people would boo him and he'd inexplicably just get better and better and better throughout the, the booing, even the, even the exhalation of the booing. And still we haven't learned He's also that changed if you write him hair, off, he it? gets better. He he's, has changed, he's changed his, his hair. He's changed his hair and it's even more egregious than it was before. It's, you know what? It's almost like a, a nod back to that original haircut that he had. Yeah, like a sort of grown-ups version of it. It is. It's like the fashion Come, well, it was never in fashion, but the fashion come, has come round again. The cycle of Ronaldo um, has come round. But in the, he chose the semi-final against uh, Real Madrid's arguably bitterest rivals to mm. score his 47th career hat-trick. <laughs> and he's going to score more hat-tricks in his career than Emil Heskey's called goals, I think. Yeah, well, was, he, oh. he might actually do. <laughs> this is a stat that P hated the other day from Forza Ramble. Do you know, before the game, both Atletico Madrid and uh, Ronaldo were on 100 Champions League goals, and he now has more than them. <laughs> yeah, but Atletico, they've played, like, what, 34 matches? They've played matches? fewer games, but they're a whole team. They're a whole matches. team. <laughs> I'm but not having it. But, they, um, but it, was, it was a fascinating game, because I think we, everyone was expecting Atletico Madrid to just work their socks off and keep yeah. it really Tight. And, and in the first 20 minutes particularly Real Madrid just blew them to bits well they just wouldn't let away. them do it would they and they had absolutely no answer to it and you just can't see how they're going to get back into the second leg really mm. because they're just not set up to blitz a team um you know, uh, uh, you know, to try and score four goals against anyone, really, let alone a team as good as Real Madrid. Mm. Well, we were expecting something a little bit more tight because we obviously saw this match 
uh, what, three weeks ago, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was, it was a, it was a lot it was a lot more level. But Griezmann uh, um, did nothing. He did. He was anonymous, wasn't he? Did you see Phil Neville said that um, Cristiano Ronaldo is easily the equal of George Best and Pele. Yeah, <laughs> who is Phil Neville the equal of? That's what I, um, Gary Neville. Not even Gary. No, Neville. Not even no, Gary Neville. explicitly not Gary Neville. Phil no. Neville is exactly the same level beneath Gary Neville as a pundit as he was as a player. Yeah, yeah. You noticed that. Do you remember when he first started doing co-commentary? And he was really breathy as well. Yeah, this is. Yeah, I'm, I'm still working this oh, out. Yeah. I'm doing an impression of what I think it should be like. Someone said he was commentating like he was uh, locked in a cupboard and didn't want to discover him. <laughs> <laughs> but he, the, 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 the exact percentage uh, level that Phil Neville is worse than his brother at everything should be just named the Neville percentage coefficient. Mm, right, and okay. It should apply to everything they do. I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm sure it does. I'm, say, if you say that Phil Neville is probably, say, let's just say, tw- for, for sake of argument, 12% worse than Gary Neville at everything, it, you could apply it to anything. Mm. So it's like his golf handicap would be slightly worse, <laughs> his driving skills would be slightly worse, yeah. his exam grades at GCSE level would be 12% worse. Oh, mm. there, should be a, there should be a TV show about it called Know Your Neville, no, yeah, where they sort yeah. of test it out over a series of challenges. Yeah, <gasps> and see how the coefficient changes over the years, like the UEFA coefficient. I what bet it is, wouldn't. I'd watch it. Pete would definitely watch it. Pete, what, would, Pete, Pete would, would voice be up, over it. Pete would be up for voice over it, but not get it. I'd be voiceovering the uh, online only yeah. kind of yeah. catch up show. show. Or yeah. you'd voice yeah. over the, the link for yeah. it. Yeah, like, exactly. It wouldn't be on the show even. You, yeah. You'd voice over the online version, Neville Brothers, ne- Little Brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, well and what, what's the drop off after Neville Neville? Because obviously they had the famously named Dad Neville Neville, didn't they? Yeah, the late Neville Neville. Apparently, yes. I, think, I think he's passed away passed now. Away, yeah. Yeah. One of the greatest uh, football songs ever, Neville Neville, to the tune of Rebel Rebel by David Bowie. I think we're all familiar with it. Remember yeah. the story of why he was called Neville Neville? Because uh, his parents couldn't think of a name. No, it was that they didn't have time. <laughs> they didn't have time. <laughs> Just pick any name. Oh, has he been born today? We've got loads of them. <laughs> so much on. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Um, Diego Simeone has insisted his team is still up for the challenge and up for the fight against Real. It's yeah. not going to happen for them, though, is it? Really? No. He, said, he said, "We have the return leg," and I say to my players and to the fans that yes, yes, we can. Yes, you can. What? Yeah, <laughs> I kind of trust him though because he's got the fire in his belly I wouldn't question it but That's will he have it on the telly around. next week would you, would, you, would, you, would you fancy them to have a say in the second leg no no, absolutely okay. not yeah. I would love them to because mm. you know, I think we'd all love we'd love to see a turnaround like that and we mm. all love the underdog which they emphatically are in this mm. situation but um, just just based on the performance as well I just don't see it I don't was, see past Real Madrid at all there like it was I think below par you would think Juventus will probably be the other team in the final and you'd still have Madrid well, as favourites arguably a better performance um, would be Juventus' performance in Monaco I mean mm. Monaco we talked about how many goals they've scored uh, on the show earlier in the week and we and, and Juventus did, a, did an absolute number on them yeah and the amazing thing as well is that Monaco had a lot of chances but there was never a point where there wasn't a Juventus defender just putting them off or just closing down that angle or yeah. making it really tough it's like they make every chance a half chance absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. That. Well, if, you can't, if you can't completely blank them out then just half chance it yeah. amazing well, well Juve did uh, score two goals against uh, obviously the uh the uh, Monagasques and uh, all eyes were on Mbappels yes. but he mm. just didn't manage to do it did he he, he, he had a couple of chances yeah. but again in that situation a lot of rough housing going on with yeah. him well, you would, very much you? so but yeah. I, I sort of worry a little bit about the over analysis uh, over analysis rather of Mbappe because I think it was Sky today and a few other places they had a sort of breakdown of, of pretty much every touch he took in the game and obviously this is a player that looks like a big talent um, Man United have had a bid of £72 million rejected from today apparently it's all paper talk obviously but um, mm. 
I don't know, like, he's 18 years old, and can we not just enjoy him for a bit, rather than analyse absolutely every touch he takes? No, like, this is the not, Champions League, Jim. Aren't we in danger of making, like, the next generation of players just sort of analyse to death and hype to death to the point where we can't really enjoy Jim, them? human beings cannot have anything good. Yeah, you may be right. <laughs> anything that's happened Look at that's everything. ever been good has either been stopped before it could get too good and be ruined, or it's been ruined. Mm. I mean, I mean, he's, got a, he's got a goal a game this season, hasn't he? So mm. far, I think. You're doing it now? No, You're hoping it right now. What I'm saying is that how can he... Like he would have to really go some to top that next season, and yeah. then he'd be seen as like, oh, he's faltering a bit. It's happening with Anthony Martial already. Like, he's he's b- but busted flush. He's past it. What, what are the chances of like of, of United actually up in their bed to say a hundred million and then getting him uh, this summer and then mm. in a couple of years time? Oh, he's on loan at Stoke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, what I would say is facing up against a Juve team that haven't conceded a single goal in knockout uh, competition yeah. this year. Have they conceded two goals in total in the Champions I think, League? I think, I think maybe, yeah. yeah. Which is incredible, uh, mm. an incredible record and. Uh, he might not face uh, as good a defence in his whole career. No, we go quite. I mean, and, and look, we look forward to the second legs with Relish. I'd love to see Juventus mm. do a number on Real Madrid in the final. I think that'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll truly be a, a formidable opposition with one. Uh, a, sorry, a formidable attack with mm. one of the greatest players of all time, Ronaldo, against the greatest defensive unit of a long time. Certainly, the greatest defensive unit I would say since. Um, maybe when Mourinho's Inter won it it was yeah. a very similar mm. type they vibe did an incredible job on Barcelona didn't they yeah. at the San Siro I remember that very so well it's, it's, it can be as enjoyable to watch as, as, a, as a swashbuckling attacking display I think we all agree it's like, a, it's like a chess match sometimes isn't it seeing uh, the two different styles um, go against each other but I think you know God, what, what a horrible horrible daunting trip that is for Monaco having to beat Juventus 3-0 in yeah. Turin just not happening <laughs> they could play for a decade <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean and Buffon would be there the whole time well, Chiellini would be 50 or whatever it is <laughs> Buffon would be sort of going yeah. oh the, the, like, when this uh, cup when the metal that makes that cup uh, came out of the ground I was already at a World Cup yeah. final or something mm. like that once it had been mined <laughs> when it was smelted other players are sort of comparing themselves to other players of generations gone by um, you know like Buffon and Chiellini comparing themselves to like Hills, Oars. mountains, I, iron ore, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the internet, the discovery, geographical, the f- of the geographical phenomena. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah. So uh, that that has been uh, the Champions League. All eyes on Cardiff, obviously. But uh, the Premier League is back for this weekend. Spurs are once again uh, going to be playing before Chelsea uh, on Monday night. If Spurs can record a win at the London Stadium, Chelsea will have a few days to think about. They will because they'll, they'll go a point. Um, they'll go within a point of them, won't they? If they win this, I think Spurs could deliberately eat a poisoned lasagna and still win this. Spurs, well, you reckon? <laughs> yes. Spurs are playing Friday night. Um, and I like Friday night football. I know it's I know it's so clear. You love it. Well, it's so clearly and obviously set up by Sky Sports to try and attract people to watch football because I think they're a little mm. bit worried and they're trying different things out. Mm. And it is very tabloidy and very. Well, sort it kind of, of like... got dropped for a lot of the season, didn't it? They they had yeah. a few matches at the start. They had that weird TV show that they ran in a pub or something. Yeah. In off the bar, whatever. In, in off the bar. Oh, coming back. As soon. far as I know, I think they're still knocking about. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, it's, 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 I, th- I think, as far as I'm aware, though, they 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 they, they lobbied hard to get the Friday night games mm. going, and then they and then when they finally did the show, it didn't. I don't think it went over as well as they'd hoped. Mm. Um, so they're not doing it as as commonly as you thought mm. they would do. Yeah. But, but it's, it's coming back this Friday. Um, so yeah, you can you can have a look for yourself how good it is, Peter. Although you've probably got much better things to do on a Friday night, haven't you? I'll be drunk. Uh, so yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, mean you can't watch it. <laughs> it is. Oh, I don't know, he's very dedicated. You've seen it. <laughs> it is West Ham versus Spurs, and uh, Pochettino's already making plans for uh, next season and yeah. the preparation. He wants to be ready to play all those lovely matches at lovely Wembley. Well, they've, got, they've got to play at Wembley. They've yeah. had a world pub. 
other size problems at, at Wembley Stadium for a combination of things. I would wager one is the size of the pitch, which we talked about before, um, and it, that's that's important. That mm. They get used to that not only because of the obvious reason they're playing their home games there, but also because all the big UEFA teams, as we talked about before, all the big teams in the Champions League and at the top level who who haven't got otherwise special stadium dispensation to have a smaller pitch, they all have this bigger pitch of one hundred five by sixty eight, which is what mm. Wembley is, and they've got to get used to it. And as we mm. heard um, when when they were when the commentators were talking about it on the semi final against Man City. Uh, sorry, against Chelsea. Um, it's about 440 square metres extra size pitch, um, which is for a type of football that, that Spurs play, uh, it's hugely important. And the second thing is that the atmosphere at Wembley, as we all know, because we've all been there, is very, very difficult to mm. maintain when compared to mm. somewhere like White Hart Lane, which is very closed in, very atmospheric yeah. as a stadium. And that plays its part as well. West Ham away is perfect then, isn't it? Get yeah, used they, to that. get used to it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Dissipating yeah. atmosphere. West Ham 1, Spurs nil will be an absolute <laughs> delight. I completely agree. Is that not going to be the state of play at the new Spurs stadium, though? But have they have to go up to that, that size of pitch. They, they, yeah. they, they, if they yeah. want to play at the top level and they've got no other reason why to 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 to, to, to sort of um, stop them doing it, mm. they have to play that size of pitch. So yeah, they have to get used to it. But, but than also the atmosphere, it's a slightly more moneyed situation, it's fair to say. They've got their own cheese room, apparently, at the really? White Hart. They've got their own cheese room. So that's going. Yeah. You know, the capacity 61,000 as well. Yeah, just more than Arsenal. Just I, I, I love more. that. <laughs> I see, I, you <laughs> know, I <think laughs> for me, that is exactly... Like, when people talk about... I was, I was thinking about this earlier in, 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 in something, because on... on when well, I knew we were talking about this game, the West Ham Spurs game. West Ham mm. and Spurs are rivals, and West Ham aren't achieving at the same level as Spurs are at the moment. And some people were talking online about how, you know, oh, small club mentality for West Ham to be really excited about stopping Spurs trying for the title. Yeah. For me, that's exactly what being a fan is all Absolutely, about. Absolutely, yeah. Why, why would you get not involved care? in it? Embrace I, it. I'll tell you something now. If, if Portsmouth had the opportunity to scuppers Samantha's title, but I'll be loving it. Don't but you like, rival- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're the same. They're the same right. club. Yeah. But like rivalry is all about being small and petty and yeah. pathetic. Yeah, exactly. Because otherwise, why would you even like, <laughs> indulge in it at all? You work in the same factory yeah. as the Sunderland fan you, you if you're like, a Newcastle fan. You like the same sport. Yeah. <laughs> the very differences are the things you both like. <laughs> it's, like it's like you imagine being at a game, a really sort of tempestuous affair, Spurs, West Ham v Spurs or whatever, and it's one all or whatever, and then West Ham scored in the final minute. And you can imagine a West Ham fan going, well, in the big picture, it's actually not that good a result. The moment that happens, what are we all doing here? Do you know what I mean? Mm. What are we all doing here? Mm. But um, West Ham are 7-1 to one with Bet365 to beat Spurs on Friday night. It's a £10 return, £80 including stake. Um, so there's one to watch out for. Mm. Another thing I wanted to bring up about this, you know that um, obviously the Spurs are going into a new stadium as we all know and there's going to be a uh, end of White Hart Lane type party yeah. uh, when they play Man United. Will uh, it be as oh, good as West Ham's do you think? Well, you, well, we'll, we'll exactly, wow. This is the high Will it be mark. London Taxi? Sol Campbell's not invited but, I believe. Well this is what I was going to say. <laughs> so, so, so West Ham obviously made a big, um, a big deal out of inviting every ex-manager and every ex-player that's still available, essentially still mm. alive, I suppose. Mm. Um, but Spurs haven't done that; they've been a little more selective, which is fair enough because you're going to get managers. Tim who Sherwood, yeah, you were well, quite. You're going to get managers <laughs> who aren't that popular, like Tim Sherwood. And um, and so and, and there was a, the newspaper said that um, was reporting that yeah, oh, Sol Campbell's not been invited. To which everyone was probably like, well, "What do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> His own safety? Yeah. Yeah, um, you have a house party? You can invite the bloke that completely mugged off every other guest, <laughs> yeah. or not? Probably not. Probably not going to do that. Shall we invite the bloke who's got the massive ego? It's probably out campaigned over the Tories right yeah, now. Probably, yeah. it's probably far too busy. The neutral in me would love to see Sol Campbell there. I'm not going to lie, but it's, it's not surprising they haven't invited in him. In a way, I think a lot of Spurs fans would probably enjoy it too. Just yeah. to say goodbye, yeah. <laughs> yeah. say goodbye on their own terms. Sol Campbell just quietly going over to one of the stands and just writing on the on the um, on one of the pieces of wood. Just on imagine, Sol Campbell, imagine, with Sharpie. Imagine Sol, Sol Campbell stand. Imagine, the time yeah, Sol Campbell stand. Imagine Sol Campbell had like spent the whole last ten years of his life, whatever, saving up money, and he's actually paid for one of. 
the stand. <laughs> Unveiled the Sol Campbell stand. Maybe he'll fly a plane over the top. <laughs> yeah, Just could a, do. Sol Campbell. I'm Sol Campbell. I, he wouldn't be flying it. No. <laughs> well, I mean, he'd hire a plane. Yeah. Um, the latest chat now is that, um, that Slavon Birch is now not likely to be replaced. Um, right. To, regardless of what happens uh, really? uh, in the last few games which is great because uh, I, I, I started to put the running order together earlier in the week which mm. was definitely going mm. they've changed their mind again so now that they have record <laughs> yeah. on the Thursday he's not going anymore apparently uh, always well, the it, way well it, it, they are playing like Spurs and Liverpool it's not the greatest ones to be assessed on is it really no they've got, um, yeah, they've got Spurs they've got Liverpool and then they've got Burnley away which isn't an right. easy one and mind you Burnley are winning away these mm. days it's not all about their home form but anyway oh, so that should be a good game these got... days come, that's very generous <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're only as good as your last result yeah, well, well uh, two matches kicking off at the same time is uh, Hull, Sunderland, Swansea, Everton, both Hull and the Swans battling it out to avoid the drop. It would be so Premier League if Sunderland pulled Hull in. Oh, it, and really? it would be I mean... so Sunderland as well like, for them to get a win now. Yeah, away at Hull, given their record in mind as well. Sun- Sunderland beat them three 0 Yeah, in November. That, I mean, how long ago? That feels like a, a, a blooming continental drift ago. I think Hull are northern enough to go down. It's not even a thing, it's just how northern you it's all are. It's about catchment area. Yeah, exactly. yeah, okay. Seems to be the way this season. There's, there's basically an epicentre of, of, of the relegation nuclear blast mm-hmm. and then the fallout zone. If Hull fall under it, they're down. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Well, Lee Catamore's back after a, uh, I think he had an Achilles problem, didn't he? And, like, he's gonna be back in, well, you know like that um, scene out of um, uh, Parks, no, not Parks and Rec, it was uh, the other show that I like, Community. I haven't seen it. Uh, where, um, it's brilliant. Where the guy walks Back in and the house on fire, and he goes, I was gone for like, oh, five okay, minutes, okay right, yeah. that's <laughs> Catamar's gone. Look, what do you mean we're down? Well, the only difference is that Catamar starts most of those fires <laughs> yeah. Yeah. gleefully as well. Do you see um, Alan Pardew's comments on Monday Night Football that Sunderland should, should follow Newcastle's blueprint to get back up? I love that, right? Just, Agent the, Pardew the, putting the blueprint, the, boot in. He, the, the problem he caused. I'm not having that. I didn't see Pardew on Monday Night Football, a lot of people were talking about it, so it was really interesting. Apparently, had an interesting mm. suit on, they really did, did, they, did, am, I, am I right in saying when I the, um. I read that they made him talk everyone through like goals that Palace had conceded while he was manager. I'm having <laughs> that. I, I, I hope that's true. Oh, can uh, someone get me a tip? Yeah, that's great. Fantastic. <laughs> well, what we should have done better here was we should have told. Imagine that. You know, <laughs> that, that's excellent. So um, funny. Have you seen, have you seen uh, another report came out today, uh, which is that David Moyes and the Sunderland board have had a meeting, and the result of that meeting is that his future is still unclear. Right. Like how shit are they? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> they can't even sack him. Like they've had this meeting and they've gone, well, um, to be honest, David, we don't we don't really know what's going to happen with your future. And it's like, oh well, it's like, I, I don't either. What I like about so, you, what's going to happen? What I like about it is that they that says to me that some people on that board are of the opinion that he's done an all right job. Yeah. <laughs> He signed a four-year deal in July. He talked about relegation in August. He delivered on that. <laughs> but hasn't Sunderland's problem historically for the last like five or six years been a really high wage bill and also the fact that they just keep firing managers, so that's going to cost even more money and there's just not enough cash. Marcus around. was saying to me, I can't remember the exact figures, but Marcus was saying to me their wage bill is right up there. Yeah, yeah. they're in the top ten, aren't they? Right. They're okay. in oh, they're in, well. financially they're in so much. And trouble. they spent an awful lot of money um, under Martin O'Neill. I remember that. And and, and the bit, one of the other big problems they've had. I mean, we talked uh, I think earlier in the week or maybe last week they've had nine managers I think in six years mm. but um, the other side of that is they start so slowly mm. every season I, th- I think I, I don't think they've won a game in August or September for such a long time but it's, it's, it's so weird like why would you bother, if you're a fan why, do you, why would you bother turning up for the first well, couple of months of the season it's just not, not, no point is there really? you're, well, you're hoping you're, it's going to be different every year surely <laughs> you're, you're, an, yeah, you're a Newcastle fan Pete I mean you wouldn't turn up at Sunderland anyway have you ever been, have you ever been to, uh, to, yeah. to a study in like you have yeah okay. I watched um, them play Hartlepool I think why, in the why? oh because you're a Hartlepool fan as well okay yeah. But I mean, I fancy, um, to wrestle this back, I fancy Hull to, to, to be the team to get out of this. I think mm. 
I know that I mean Palace away Palace seem to have down tilt a little bit yeah. Burnley won away there it's a winnable game that I think they'll beat Sunderland at home and they've got Tottenham on the last day at home who knows what's going to happen there but Swansea have got um, Sunderland away and then West Brom at home so, so I mean it really is in the balance because West yeah. Brom have completely down. I mean we talked about a number of weeks ago about how many points Tony Pulley's teams don't get as soon as they reach 40 points so yeah. it's still really very much up in the air but this game Swansea v Everton is a tough one um, and, and Swansea do really need to win that because there's a two-point deficit already with Hull um, mm. who you'd, fa- as, you, as you guys said, well, you'd fancy to win. I mean, if Sunderland do um, beat Hull and drag them right back into it, they're 13-2 to two with Bet365 to do so. It's a £10 return, £75 including stake. One to watch out for. Um, I just think that two-point cushion for Hull and I, I do rate Marco Silva and it would be a real shame for Paul Clement's side, a Paul Clement side to go down because I really, really want him mm. to be good mm. just because so, well, everyone wrote, wrote him off so yeah. quickly. And he's also entertaining, isn't he? He's like a market trader. That happens yeah. to be a really, really good football manager as well. But I'll tell you, a stat, or, or well, a nearly stat that sort of sums up quite the job that Marco Silva's done. Um, if if they win this game, he would equal Steve Bruce's record of seven home wins in a Premier League season for Hull in, in such a short amount of time. Oh, well. The other, the other thing is with, with the Marco Silva situation is that whatever happens to Hull this season, I understand he's got a break in his... He's, he, he can go if he yeah. wants to go. And I think there's been a lot of rumblings that Porto are after him. Mm. And you think that would be a big draw for a, for a, for a, for a manager Porto, of his I mean, background. Yeah, well, quite... It's, it's, it's not a road well travelled, well, is it? Well, that well trodden path. <laughs> um, so yeah, Paul Clement is interesting. He, he's almost like a. Um, he's almost like if someone had taken t- it's like a bunch of scientists took Tim Sherwood into a lab mm. and like tweaked it and fine tuned yeah. it and knocked all the edges off. You'd probably yeah. get Paul Clement cut the gilet off. Yeah, <laughs> surgically <laughs> removed the gilet. Yeah, off with the gilet. Uh, well, we're going to be back uh, very soon uh, with more chat about the Premier League, including Arsenal versus Manchester United, the meh derby. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm so fancy, but you already know. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. I'm so fancy, but you already know. Just sensational. Sensational. Welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show. I'm still here, as is Luke and oh, Jim. Hello, Marcus. How are you? <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, I am Marcus. And I'm, a, I'm a big idiot. <laughs> why don't you, Marcus, why don't you give me some of your opinions? <laughs> Marcus, who do you support after all? Why I support Rangers, uh, young boys in Peru. I support uh, uh, Kaiserslautern. I support... Uh, Any more? The crazy world of Arthur Brown. The crazy world yeah. of Arthur Brown. I support Milets because they support me. Yeah. Uh, it's time for emails with Luke Moore. Come on, Yeah, Luke. so I'm stepping into the hot, ma- uh, the hot mouth seat. The hot mail. Yeah, it's not hot <laughs> Hotmail. It's not Hotmail. I'm is is the there hotmail. an email from Steve for Hotmail.com? We're, we're having a tactical reshuffle, Pete. Yeah, it's confusing. I'm you've discombobulated. Gone the, you've gone into the, the presenter's seat. Mm. I've gone to the email seat in replacement. And then Jim's going to come in late doors and do looking ahead to the weekend later yep. on. It's, it's, like the manager's been, it's like the manager's been fired at the end of the season and I'm like in second in command and you're the coach. It's like when Arsenal switched to three at the back against Middlesbrough. <laughs> yeah. or, or, or Harry Redknapp's coming and just freshen things up. Yeah, yeah, run around a bit. Read a few emails. Right, I'm going to do that. 
First one up from Jack Wells. He says, Hi, chaps. This is a bit weird, so I'll cut to the chase. A friend of a friend appeared on Homes Under the Hammer with none other than Dion Dublin. <laughs> While unfortunately there was no Jube in sight, there were some quirks. Um, I'm not going to read that bit because that's a bit out of order. But he said, <laughs> um, he, apparently between takes, he would frequently eat raw Barocca. As in just taking the oh, tablet into his mouth. Oh, that's too aggressive. Uh, and uh, apparently he did offer this friend of a friend a raw Barocca as well, which he declined. Uh, and Jack said he's not sure where on the tip scale that appears. That's <laughs> madness. I mean, at the bottom, presumably. Well, it's, yeah, it's coin mean, shaped. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's that would tip the I would imagine Dion Dublin will tip the, well, top the tip scale, based yeah, on the what we know about him. Yeah. Top the tip. But, um, <laughs> does Barocca do anything? Uh, uh, it's fizzy, I often wonder, wonder about it's, that. It's fizzy vitamins, isn't it? None of us are qualified to answer yeah, that. Fair. Yeah. Uh, Tom Campbell up next. Thanks, Jack, for that last email. Tom Campbell says, Hello, Ramblers. I was doing some thinking about the sad demise of Sunderland this week, and I took the time out to work out a stat that I haven't seen anywhere else, possibly because it's only of interest to crazed Newcastle fans like me, and indeed, <laughs> prob- probably Pete. Um, he says, Since Sunderland were promoted to the Premier League a decade ago, they have won 94 games. In the same time, Pete's mighty Newcastle United have won 93 Premier League games despite spending two seasons in the championship in the same period (laughs) so were Sunderland in the league longer or did it just feel longer (laughs) he says I'm hoping this doesn't make me sound too much like an embittered Geordie Maths hermit Uh, cue up the good works Tom interesting one Tom Um, this is an interesting email as well Um, hello my English not good but I am famous listener from Abidi Pele all the best chaps Abidi (laughs) (laughs) listener who's played at the highest level I don't think that's him right read out Abidi Pele's email address um, Abidi has, he bothered, has he bothered to change his email address? No. Right, we'll read it out then. <laughs> That's no, punishment it's, it's for absolute, fraud. It's absolute spam. Oh, that spam is central. spam central. The reason I don't think it's Abidi Pele is because he starts off very admirably, I will say, by saying, my English not good, but I am famous listener. Right. He's done well there. Yeah. To, to, then he finishes with, all the best chaps. <laughs> <laughs> like a true native speaker. Uh, we get a lot of fake emails, Abidi, in quotes. Yeah, yeah. We've seen through that one. Um, Ian Laurie, on the last day of the 2007-2008 season Stoke City beat Leicester City to win promotion to the Premier League consequently sending Leicester to League One with that result in the nine seasons since Stoke have finished 12th, 11th, 13th, 14th, 13th, 9th, 9th, 9th and probably 11th or so this season being managed by just Tony Pullis and Mark Hughes in that time mm. fairly, fairly calm waters for Stoke mm. Ian says, in the same period, Leicester have hired and sfa- uh, sacked Sven Joran Eriksson. Sfacked, yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's got to stay in the lexicon. Yeah, Sfacked <laughs> uh, Sven. Sfacked Sven. Hired mad Nigel Pearson twice, let him leave once, sacked him twice and rehired him once after a year and a half, and then once after an hour and a half, lost in two playoff semi-finals, performed the greatest escape in Premier League history, got to the quarterfinals of the Champions League, promoted from League One and the Championship as champions, won the Premier League, and then sacked the manager that did so. Proof of any, if any were needed that came is much better than stability. Magnificent. You can't argue with that. What, right. what do you call that? The aristocrats. <laughs> <laughs> so Excellent. much in there. Um, and I've got a couple more here, just quickly. Uh, this is a good one. Hello, chaps. This is from Jack French. I just wanted to share the following story with you. A few years back, I had the absolute displeasure of going to watch England versus France at Wembley. On the way out, a friend and I bumped into the one and only Alan Pardew. Hmm. We asked Pards for a photo, to which he duly obliged. He then took the phone off of us and took a selfie with us two out of shot, looking on bemused. Hmm. He looked at us like mere paupers and then shouted you've just been pardewed now that story, he did not say now, this that story is entirely fictional however what it tells us about Alan Pardew is completely true <laughs> <laughs> 
Fair play. Fair dues, yeah. <laughs> Strong email game. I think there are illegal people listening. It is entirely fictional, that story. Right. And I'll finish with this one from uh, Kieran and Niall. He says, Hello, Ramblers. Regarding this section of the show displaying footballers' generosity, I have a story closely linked. My father and I... This one's for you, by the way, Pete. Okay. This will pique your interest. My father and I play golf at a prestigious club in Northumberland, uh, therefore being in contact with footballers fairly often. Back when James Perch, a.k.a. Perchino, yeah, played for Pete's Newcastle, he was also a member at the same club. My father, by trade, is a golf equipment retailer and has built the reputation of being the one to ask. That's partridge, that. <laughs> that is partridge. Uh, so one day, Newcastle's, uh, Newcastle's uh, James Perch, a.k.a. Perchino, um, approached my father asking for advice on what driver to buy. My dad suggested going to a shop just outside Sunderland when Perchino proceeded to ask my dad along with him. Anyway, he drove my dad to Sunderland in his black Audi R8 and then he arrived at the shop uh, and Perch then bought the driver requested that till along with my my dad, uh, as my birthday uh, as my birthday was soon, uh, my dad purchased uh, me a putter worth £195. When the man behind the till asked for the money, Perch interrupted and said, I'll cover it, consider it a thank you. Then paid the £195 uh, to the relief of my dad in a sense, then making the putter loads more valuable to me due to its sentimentality. An example of a random, impulsive act of kindness from a footballer. Kind regards, Kieran and Neil. Pochino. So what Pochino lacks in the, uh, gener- generally lacks in the footballing skills department, <laughs> he more than makes up for in the generosity of his golf club purchase. He was always a very likable footballer, mm. if not performer. I'd like yeah. to hear more of that. I know yeah, the we, tips what, thing's been going, but that's, that's different. So it's like random acts of kindness from football. I think right. that's nicer, because it's yeah, not it's just chucking money around. Absolutely, it's nicer, yeah, it's yeah. thoughtful. Well, we had that lad who played, used to play for Norwich back in the day who uh, kept on going around uh, that person's nan's house and with food and gifts. Be careful here. Oh, really? <laughs> we said it on the show I can't remember the player's name it does ring a bell but you know yeah. so much of this nonsense goes on in this studio it's hard to remember isn't it right well back to the football uh, the Premier League is back this weekend as I've already said <sighs> Arsenal Man United Sunday it's a it's a must win match for Arsenal there was a blah time, blah blah there was a time 15 years ago this would be an absolute mouth-watering prospect mm. on a Sunday It's not, though, is it? No. At the moment. Everything's building up to this. I'll be loving it. I'll be absolutely loving it. <laughs> but well, I'm not loving it. There's a chance that uh, Mourinho's going to rest players, isn't there, he said. Mm. Um, but the thing is, I wonder if that's mind games, because Arsenal don't really need help underestimating anyone, but they will take it given the opportunity. <laughs> Problem is, though, Jim, the other day, uh, Mesut Ozil kicked a door, so he's angry. Yeah. He's bloody Not angry. another drug Human. test. Same one. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Drug test, same door. <laughs> drug test, same door. Um, would you be surprised to know that um, in the light of recent events at Old Trafford, the last meeting between these two in November was one all? Yeah, no, I, well, I remember it well. Giroud scored the last minute, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah. It was a great header as well. Um, it's, a, it's a funny old one, this, isn't it? Because, I mean, my concern is that the players seem to have accepted that they are going to finish outside the top four. And, you know, I think most, most of the fans feel like that as well. But they, they really just have to try and win every game. That's the least you can do to put yourself in the conversation if everyone else slips up. But they don't seem to have the sort of guile or gumption or drive to do that. And that's the it's, saddest thing. Jim, it's absolutely must win for Arsenal. Of course it There's is. No, yeah. There's no yeah. word about it. No I, I, I would love to see them approach the game like that, but they should have approached the last game like that. You know, They approached the City game like that, but they, we've seen they can't keep that up. So they, they have to go back to that this time. What about this from the, um, from the Arsenal official Twitter account um, after the Spurs defeat? We missed this on, on Monday. Yeah. Um, catch up with it now. Arsenal, <laughs> Arsenal <laughs> tweeted, we know it hurts, but we wanted to thank you for your support for the game. Mm. And loads of people... Apparently, it's as you'd imagine, spurred a lot of angry responses from Arsenal fans uh, saying, "You know what? Well, why don't you try harder?" And all this stuff. Yeah. And one, per- 
fan just wrote, it keeps hurting over and over again, but you don't do anything about it. Are we, are we doing this now? We're just going through ang- angry Arsenal tweets. It's good. I'm it not picking good. them out of the Plymouth feed. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. And, but, but going back to the game, um, you know, I do have a bit of a defensive crisis here. I mean, yeah. I'm not really sure Bye's the space. Out, isn't he? Yeah, well, well, no, apparently Bailly's back. Have you seen the... What? Mourinho, Mourinho, Bailly's back? I know. Bollocks. Mourinho's Guess who's back? Back. Bailly's back. back. Get- Gin, gin, gin. Bailey's back, back, back. <laughs> Tell Luke Shaw. Go on. Well, yeah. So Bailey um, is going to be fit, and apparently Mourinho has said that he's the type of personality that will fight against every problem until it is impossible. Which a lot of people are reading is a dig at Smalling well, and Jones well, again, and while staring at all of those other defenders yeah, in the treatment room. Sorry, yeah. can we do the press uh, conference in the treatment room today, please? <laughs> I've got I have some cowards yeah. I need to address. <laughs> I've got some hashtag real talk. <laughs> well, speaking of social media, Mourinho's cracking down. He says no more social media. Yeah, he said forty hours leading up to a game, um, and that's all the time. Then surely, like on the team bus, because remember the Lingard incident when they went to was it when they went to West Ham and the and the bus was being um, attacked, right? That's right. And Lingard did a periscope or something from the bus, didn't yes. he? And I think Mourinho didn't like that, and he also apparently doesn't like social media generally, and he certainly doesn't like the content of what a lot of the players have been um, have been have been tweeting. Do you think it's because people leave mean comments about him underneath it? It might be, it might be that. I mean, I can imagine Mourinho getting annoyed about that. But is it fair to say, Jim, that if they if they put that ban on the Arsenal, it'll be the angriest you've ever seen the yeah, Arsenal? Maybe play? they should do that. Yeah, yeah they'd be really <laughs> g'd up. Although maybe they try even less. Oh, I can't even post about this. Can you imagine Wenger on the phone to Mourinho. Can you ban my players as well? <laughs> <laughs> well, two things. Uh, two things with uh, Mourinho. Have you seen the uh, advert um, from for something or? Uh, where he's booting balls off the um, roof of a building to fix no. people's uh, satellite dishes. No, yeah. I haven't seen that. Because he's not known as a footballer. It just seemed a bit weird. I, you rarely see Mourinho striking a ball. What's his technique? Get David Bentley in for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's very good what's at that his kind te- of thing. What's his technique like, Mourinho? In the video Side-footed, pretty lank, lax kind of bit of skill. Yeah, he just, he it's all done in post now. He yeah. doesn't just give, put his face on. He doesn't give, much, give it much of a Maybe it was David Bentley in a, in a CGI suit, or whatever they're called. <laughs> he's got, got to do something now, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, what, uh, do you think that Arsenal could do with losing this match in the long run? No, spoken like a true Pete. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah. Of course, they can't do with losing this match in the long run. No, they need to get every win they can, restore yeah, as much but, confidence as possible, yeah, get all the points they... on the board that they can. That's how this works. <laughs> we have a very, very sort of considered and established system for ranking which team is better. Yeah, mm, I know your team like to flounce it <laughs> and <laughs> pr- to pretend like they don't understand it. Perhaps right. not understand it. Your team did Chelsea, not did Chelsea enjoy European football this year? Um, they didn't have European football this year. Exactly. Yeah. But the thing Did is, Pete, Leicester have European football Pete, in the year yeah. they won the league. Pete, we're already no. in the Europa League at the worst case scenario. So <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, oh, you suck. The point is moot. You are ruined. <laughs> when, 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 when Newcastle finished, he was loving it. Yeah. Absolutely loving it. I love um, European football. If also, one of the things I wanted to bring up to you, with you guys as well is that if you were worried at any point that um, that Mourinho had a sort of um, a limit to how much anger he's got, <laughs> he's actually got annoyed with the FA as well. Right, okay. uh, because the FA are, are deigning to have the absolute liberty of calling up an under twenty one um, eligible player mm. for an under twenty one tournament this summer. In, what in brass neck? The, what the, brass the, neck? The best thing is the way the way I read this story <laughs> that was reported in one of the newspapers was that it intimated that Mourinho has been getting right in Rashford's ear at any quiet moment to say I'm not bothered not to right. the England duty. It's not worth it. There are certain players where you can sort of understand that that they don't go to the under twenty ones tournaments, like when when Rooney broke through and stuff like that. But it's, Mourinho hasn't really been playing Rashford; he's been resting him a lot. So. Mm. You know, he's he's and given him the time to be to be fresh for that tournament. I like the way that he's really keep upkeeping the Man United and Old Trafford traditions and and really reigniting when um, when Fergie 
called it a personal project to stop Ryan Giggs playing for Wales yeah. over and over again. Ryan Giggs would have about 400 caps. They're going to be pulling out the FA Cup next year. I know. <laughs> That's no, a blast from the past, That's a blast from the past. But listen, Arsenal, uh, you're right, Jim, Arsenal do need to win this, but they're now 8-1 to one with Bet365 to make the top four now. So £10 returns, £90 including the state. It's a big ask for them. Mm. Um, what are they, sixth? Uh, and they're five points behind Man United. I mean, if they lose this, it is essentially all it's over. It's, it's, got, it's got, got to be all over. They've got to win every game and hope everyone else slips up. That's Absolutely. the only way to do it. That's what it's come down to, isn't it? But it, 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 it would still be an enjoyable game to watch. You know, there yeah. might be a bit of needle in there. But Sunday afternoon, back in the day, we'd have been cock a hoop about this game. <laughs> it will be interesting though, because it's two teams that you would expect to normally be in the top four, very much outside of it. Mm. Still, you know, with with, with hopes alive um, at different levels. Um, and who knows? Maybe Mourinho won't put out a particularly strong team. Could possibly still win because um, <laughs> Wenger's, Wenger's, you know, Wenger's only beaten Mourinho once, and that was in the uh, that was in the community chest. And you know, so, United play tonight as we record this. In the Europa League, of course, and depending on the result tonight, will probably inform his his, mm. his team selection for next week. And he hasn't got an awful lot of options, uh, Mourinho, in terms of defensive personnel anyway. No. So, so um, you know, there's a chance for Arsenal to exploit that. If we daily blend at the back on his own, yeah, <laughs> we've so, you know, half fit Eric Bailly. Up so, they might, Sanchez, so, they might, know, so. so they might only win one nil. You know? <laughs> it keeps hurting over and over again, but you don't do anything about it. Uh, Chelsea versus Middlesbrough. David Luiz doubtful with a knock. Uh, if Chelsea win this, it's it's, it's done. It's done, isn't it? Yes. Premier League goose cooked. And if you if you take into the into account that Middlesbrough have twenty eight points and, and Chelsea <laughs> have eighty one points, mm. that would probably give you the, a good idea of the, <laughs> of, the, of, the, of the gap between these two sides. But Chelsea only beat on one nil at the Riverside mm. uh, earlier in the season. So, yeah, stranger things. Things have happened, mm. but Spurs really need to pile the pressure on, get a big win against yeah. West Ham, and hope that Chelsea inexplicably slip up like they did against Crystal Palace, for instance, which isn't you mm. know, in the realms of possibility. Well, they look more likely to do that than Spurs do, which which and Spurs have to use that advantage, don't they? Use that confidence and try and, as you say, put the pressure on Chelsea and put that little bit of doubt in their mind by being right, right down their necks. Yeah. Um, Mid- Middlesbrough were robbed last uh, match, obviously, with oh, that, with that penalty yeah. and stuff, so they might be. Angry. Mm. Yeah, they the problem they're, is they're not very good. No, they're not. They're not. And <laughs> Angry. No, and, no, and as we've seen um, from Mesut Özil's uh, kick of the door, no amount of anger can can make up for the fact that you just don't don't fancy it. <laughs> but but um, Spurs have won nine games in a row. If they win against West Ham, it'll be their tenth game in a row. The Premier League record is fourteen games in a row. Um, and that's Arsenal mm. across two seasons. So obviously, mm. if Spurs are going to beat this, it would have to be across two seasons as well. Mm. But but the the point to make there is that they're in better form technically than Chelsea are mm. in, in the league at least. So um, they they could um, they could pile on the pressure. Millsborough drinking in, in. I mean, they're not only drinking the last chance saloon; they're on the last orders in the last chance saloon, <laughs> aren't they? And they're out of money as well. Mm. You know, so it, it's, and they're it's, getting and, drug and tested. Absolutely hammered as yeah, well. <laughs> <but> <laughs> yeah, they can't even stand up. They're getting yeah. drug tested in the toilet yeah. in the last chance saloon yeah. on the last day of the season, etc., etc. And, and um, the best gunslinger in town just walked in, <laughs> stone cold sober, with a gun full of bullets. Um, Fabregas it sounds like he's going to be on the move. Fancy a bit mm. of that uh, action, Jeff? Well, there's talk of him going to <laughs> Liverpool, isn't there? Which would be uh, okay. an interesting one for him. I, I, I would, I'd quite like to see him back at Arsenal. Actually, but it rarely works out, doesn't it? Players going back, or not so much um, that often. If uh, Fabregas gets another assist, he'll be the first player to set up ten plus goals in six different seasons. It's an impressive effort. Mm. Uh, I mean, you, you know, that, that's not obvious, clearly by the fact that it's a, it would be a, it would be a record. Is it, it's not easy to be done. But part of the reason that um, Fabregas is being moved on, I think, obviously because he's, he's thirty now. I think he's thirty today. Actually, it's his birthday today. But um, but also because I think Antonio Conte fancies um, Bakayoko from Monaco, yeah. um, who didn't actually play very well against Juventus. And I think if, if anyone, if, if Conte was watching that as a, mm. as a sort of final scouting manoeuvre to see how he's getting, on, he didn't mm. really impress. So it's, it's an interesting uh, situation. And Liverpool and Man United are after him as well. Also, at this 
stage of his career, he's got to be playing, though, isn't he? You don't want to sort of relegate yourself to a bit part at 30. But a player of his quality and experience. I had, a, I, speaking of this, and speaking of May United being in for, for a Chelsea player, I heard a vicious rumour that over Christmas, um, Mourinho was plotting to try and bring John Terry to United. Really? Yeah, to try because he knew Terry wasn't playing. He knew Terry was obviously they're very close. He knew Terry was going to going to leave Chelsea what, in, anyway. in the. In, in the January window, yeah, right. just just a one to sort of psychologically get one over on Chelsea, but also because I think he thought his experience with dressing would be brilliant, yeah. and Terry would be, would be attracted by the potential move because it's such a big club. Yeah, and obviously it never manifested itself, but it wasn't reported really in any of the newspapers or anything. I'd have enjoyed that because within days there'd be headlines like John Terry eaten by Zlatan. Yeah, yeah well, what, <laughs> there's only one big ego that, there. That would be a that would be a meeting of minds to <laughs> say the least. But going, going back to Middlesbrough, you talked earlier, Jim, about the uh, the David Moyes contract situation. Apparently, Steve Agnew doesn't know what's going on. Either. He's not been given any sort of contract at all. Yeah, that's not that surprising at this stage, is it? Because so much is up in the air with Middlesbrough. But they're going to be relegated. I mean, yeah, they, well, they need to plan for the fact they're going to be in the Championship next season. They've got a caretaker manager. Mm. I mean, if they, if they, Marcus Martin, the reason I say that is because Martin Darun came out and said that the players really like working for Frank mm. and they're really behind him and they love what he's done so far. Yeah, show it on the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> You've got, really got a feel for Middlesbrough, though, because they worked so hard to get out of the Championship and it took them a long time. They were a proper yeah. nearly club and to go. Go straight down without, while clearly not being up to it, must be just so demoralising. It's not being up to it. I think just showing, not showing any a, ambition. A, a, any ambition, and yeah, yeah just mm-hmm. not showing the fans a good time. And it's, you're right, Jim. That's a fair point as well because it did take them a while to come up. Remember in the chat in the playoff final, they just did not turn up. Was it against Norwich, and they just couldn't do anything. Yeah. Um, and they, they finally get there, and they don't show any ambition at all. But if you fancy, listen, if you're a Spurs fan, um, uh, listen to this. And you fancy Middlesbrough to beat Chelsea, they're a massive 14 to 1 with Bet365 uh, to, to win and keep their survival, survival hopes alive, more importantly. Mm. So £10 that returns £150, uh, including stake. Should be an interesting game on a Monday night. Stranger things have happened. Uh, it's time for our uh, Bet of the Week with Bet365. Luke Moore, our yeah. man is still in the hot seat. Icelandic Bets of the Week are all the rage. Raffin mm. be laughing. <laughs> he be laughing. Mm. He be laughing all the way to the Icelandic bank that went down that time. Harafin <laughs> um, Ingerson in the hot seat still. Yeah, the Bet of the Week with Bet365. Mm. He says, Hi guys, after a safe bet last week, I will hire the stakes this week. I'm going to forgive him. It's poor English mm. there. As I aim for a record-breaking sequence of successful bets and of course all for a good cause. Um, the record is two. We haven't mm-hmm. had a hat trick yet. Uh, he says Arsenal to beat Man United and over two and a half goals at two to one. Thanks, Harafin. So fifty pound on that will return one hundred and fifty pound, including stake, with all proceeds going to Prostate Cancer UK. You must be over the age of eighteen to bet, and please gamble responsibly. And for more information, go to gambleaware.co.uk. Um, to reiterate. Man United to uh, Arsenal to beat Man United and there to be more than two and a half goals in the mm. game so three goals or more will win us our bet of the week and we'll all be pulling for you mm. Rafa and as will all the listeners I'm sure and me I like your confidence yeah Jim you need it you need, you need a bit of a shot in the, shot in the yeah. veins of Arsenal's confidence for sure <laughs> uh, well speaking of the man who's uh, shot on confidence put long on love Jim Campbell have you got some highlights <laughs> of the week looking ahead to the weekend what, what's what happening what, what are people getting heard? excited about uh, well I can tell you Ben Gain has said I'm looking forward to seeing if any of the West Brom side turn up with a bottle of sunscreen Green sunglasses and I love Ibiza town and a windbreak for their must-win fixture against Burnley. Hashtag on the beach. They do do this, don't they? Every every year this happens. I mean, um, you look at a footballer, what they're looking forward to be doing. What they looking forward to, to be, be doing? doing. They're, they're yeah. looking forward to be talking doing. They're, jive. Now. They're going to be booking the most underwhelming holidays: Dubai, Qatar, all those boring 100%, places for 100%. idiots. But they love it though. They're going to enjoy it. It's their holiday, isn't it? <laughs> um, so <laughs> Lee Rimmer, interesting though. Well, ben Arthur went backpacking to Thailand. Went like a couple of years ago. Didn't Phil Brown like drive across America on a Harley? 
in nice. pre-season once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. He will do that. He, but he's a man of age. There was a great Phil Brown video doing the rounds the other day. I think it was Southend's end of season party. Mm. And oh, Phil, he can't resist the mic, can he? No. He got up there. <laughs> so he's singing, wasn't he? Yeah. He got up there, said a few words, and he set the boys on their way singing uh, "Sweet Caroline" by the by the great Neil Diamond. Mm. Uh, it was lovely to see. It was really good. I mean, that, that's that, that's the, you know what I said earlier about the time that uh, I was saying earlier, either on air or off air, I can't remember about how that everything is just ruined by people. Yeah. And the internet's been ruined by people, hasn't it? But when you see a video like that, you think, I'm glad the internet's around. Glad. <laughs> I wouldn't Quite. have seen that otherwise. No. What's your favourite Neil Diamond song, Luke? It probably would be "Sweet Caroline." What are the other options? I'm not really a big aficionado. Uh, coming to America. Yeah. On the streets and on the plains, coming to America. Do you want, uh, I don't do you want any, more, any more highlights? <laughs> yeah, maybe? go on then. Yeah. Well, you, you do, and we'll just I'm do it. You, you, you just Neil Diamond all over. Has Neil Diamond been in touch? <laughs> Lee Rimmer's been in touch, and he says he's looking forward to Leeds putting six past Wigan with a clean sheet and Wednesday beating Fulham 6 0, thus ensuring that Leeds only missed the playoffs by a single goal on goal difference. <laughs> Probably will happen. Yeah. Lewis Rees Jones says Birmingham snatching relegation from the jaws of safety after you guys were so confident of us staying up could happen. Sorry about that. Joe. <laughs> Podsy Adley's been in touch. I've got to be honest, Joe, your name has, has, has worked you wonders yeah, for you. It's got you in here. Wiggled you in. So Joe says the thing he's looking forward to is the start of the running. Three league games and four European semi-finals that are going to make or break clubs across the continent. See Tottenham, Wolfsburg, Hull, Nice, Roma, Hoffenheim, Manchester United and quite simply the best part of the season. And this time there was an absolute glut of narrative. What more could you ask for? I'm sure Pete has a request. I bet it's weird. Anything in particular? <laughs> um, that, is, that is spoken like a true football fan. Though. Absolutely. And on, on the Birmingham fan thing, just before we forget, mm. um, I do take their point, but have, they see, have you seen Blackburn and or Nottingham Forest? this mm. season you're probably going to be okay <laughs> that's but disgusting a final that's one good. from Shirley Joy I look forward to finding out exactly how bullshit the Australian obsession with finals football is as Sydney FC after having dominated the entire A-League season with a record breaking 66 points from 27 games and leading the table 17 points ahead of second place still have to win a grand final before they can be considered champions I'm no Sydney fan but will consider it an appalling injustice if Melbourne victory take home the prize on Sunday yeah. it's an interesting point isn't I, it I, it's a silly system in a, in a I, sense. I completely agree with that. Completely. Spe- I, I think it's, it's absolute nonsense. Mm. I, I do. Speaking of silly systems, did you see uh, FIFA want to change the penalty system? No, I haven't seen this. So, Team A, Team B, Team A, Team B, Team A, Team B is yeah. how we do it now. They yeah. want to do it, which gives the the team that goes first a 60% right. uh, advantage. Okay, yeah. Uh, rather they, than the, they, they, the 40. They have a 60% chance of winning of winning rather it, yeah. than 50. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to be ABBA, a, isn't it? B, B, A. Yes, yeah, so it's going to be the ABBA system. A, B, then B, A. Okay. All right, okay. I wouldn't be averse to that. It'd be interesting to just see how it works, isn't yeah. it? Because it's so hard to sort of imagine. Well, we all know. I mean, it's absolutely pointless because counties are out an absolute lottery, so <laughs> it's not going to change it. Yeah. Did, did we talk on Monday about um, uh, Pisa in Serie B? Uh, yeah, I believe we did, actually. I think I brought it up thanks to a uh, DM. Yeah, from, so I, uh, I looked into that, and for mm. those who didn't hear it, Serie B are bottom of... Uh, sorry, Pisa are bottom of Serie B. But Gattuso's in, in charge. No, Gattuso's uh, yeah, manager. Yeah. And they, they, I don't know if you remember, Jim, but they, they've, they've yeah. conceded the fewest goals in the whole division, but mm. they're bottom. Um what, uh, one thing that was missed out of that in terms of detail is that they've also been they've been deducted four points this season right uh, and, if, and if they okay. hadn't been deducted I don't think they would be bottom right, I okay. think that's why it's happened uh, okay yeah so I thought I'd just clear that up that was my Fair information I thought, I thought I'd get the information that was sort of three days later <laughs> and, then, and then bring it back in so it looks like I'm holding the grudge thanks for that Lou thanks <laughs> no for that worries, no worries man uh, speaking of, uh, of grudges uh, we'll be displaying ours to all and sundry on uh, the stage at Hackney very yes. soon indeed we, listen we've got some axes to grind are we, <laughs> are we finally getting to do this 
Yes. Might as well do it on the FA Cup final Are we going to grind Marcus's axe? Yeah. <laughs> Finally. He's been talking about his axe for like two seasons. Need yes. sharpening. On Saturday the 27th of May, we are going to be starring, I'm going to say, at the Hackney Empire. Treading the boards, people. Yeah. And you could be there. Ticket sales are starting to really hit pace, so get yours before they're all gone. Well, it's a beautiful theatre and there's great, um, there's great um, viewing points from anywhere you sit. Yeah. But the stalls seats are selling. I think the stalls seats are going to go anytime soon, so you've yeah. got to move quick. Um, so please do so and get mm. in there where you still can. It's going to be important. Fantastic. Just go to the Hackney Empire website uh, or uh, there's a pinned tweet to our Twitter, isn't there? You can pin tweets these days, Pete. Yeah. And uh, right. we've done, we've <laughs> we've done, done that. It. We've pinned it. We, we've got a pinned tweet and occasionally a pinned Pete. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you look, look on our Twitter and, and, you can, and you'll see it there. All right then, guys. Well, uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for putting up with my awful uh, hosting uh, capabilities and situations. Uh, thank you very much to Jim Campbell. I'm just going to talk right over you, Luke. It's to be expected. Well, uh, thank you, Luke. Uh, thank you, Luke, for putting together the running order. Pleasure, mate. Yeah, no uh, we'll be back very soon this has been fun enjoy your weekend of sports and we'll be back on Monday catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 